Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, <clears throat> excuse me, you will dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you're local, you will dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. It's 800-366-8883. Again, that long-distance number, if you're outside the Las Vegas area, which is toll-free, is 800-366-8883. So if you have a prayer request, a comment, a um, praise report, general question, we'd love to hear from you. We are being streamed live over KKVV's website. That website address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. We're also being streamed live over the Internet at uh, Save the Lost at All Costs' website. And that's www.savethelostlv.org. Again, that web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we encourage you to go to the website, click on the date you like to listen to, or as the Holy Spirit leads you, listen to as much as you like. The gospel is always free on our watch. We encourage you to encourage your friend to listen with you. Also, if you have an iPhone, or Apple device, shall I say, we are being archived on iTunes. And again, the gospel is free on our watch. If you have a cell phone, and most of us do, uh, you can listen to KKVV anytime via your cell phone. It works in the United States. And that number would be 563-999-3194. Again, that would be 563 563- Nine 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 thirty one ninety four. So, also, I am blessed to report that you can catch KKVV on the AM dial. Excuse me, on the FM dial, and that would be one hundred point one. Again, you can listen to KKVV on the FM dial, and that's one hundred point one. So that is a blessing. We appreciate uh, KKVV working hard to make sure that more people can listen, and it's a blessing. So I'm very excited for that. Well, I have some challenges today, and most people have challenges, but uh, mine are kind of special here, and I'm sure most people feel that they're special. I was uh, studying... uh, in one of my devotionals, and I found a receipt dating back to November the 6th, 2005, 
and it indicates that uh, we were on the air at that time and uh, the fee that was paid. So that was a blessing to uh, remind me uh, how long that I have uh, been doing uh, God's work in the form of a radio ministry. And we were on before that date, but it's just a blessing to pick up uh, a study devotional and see that in there. But I have a uh, Bible that I usually read out of uh, the New King James Version, and it's a, a study Bible. It's really relatively big and massive. Well, the last time I saw it was Thursday, and it has seemed to have caught legs and uh, haven't been able to locate it. So I don't know who has it, but I hope that you're blessed. Uh, if it's in God's will, I will uh, get my study Bible back. If not, then uh, I will order another one. And believe it or not, uh, the same thing happened around Resurrection Sunday. So this particular version that I have is obviously very popular and uh, people seem to, uh, you know, want it. It's uh, very exhaustive, and uh, it's pretty heavy. So I, I can only say that uh, hopefully it fell in great hands and, and you'll use it. But uh, if you'd like to return it to me, uh, I would definitely receive it and would appreciate you returning it to me. Then uh, my Greek word for the day. I usually do my Greek study, you know, right before uh, I come but um, I was also not able uh, to do that. Uh, this experiencing some technical difficulties and some of uh, the devices and the things that I have to do studies. But that uh, does not deter Sister Nina. Sister Nina is going to uh, find a way out of no way. So uh, I want you to uh, be encouraged by challenges that you face and to find a way to persevere especially when you know you are doing what you're supposed to do and are directed by uh, God, our Father, who art in heaven, you know, by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and under the unction of the Holy Spirit. So sometimes, um, you know, you will be uh, presented with a, an obstacle, and you must not take it personal. Uh, you must continue to stay the path, and the goal is still the goal, and I'm still going to be at my post. And here I am. So I pray that you're patient with me. And uh, I will have two Greek words for you uh, next week. So let's get uh, into it. And we are going to be talking about the abundant life. And I want to share with you something out one of my devotionals. And I'm sure that some of you may be familiar with Max Lucado. That's M-A-X for Max. Lucado is L-U-C-A-D-O. So um, he has something that uh, was very encouraging to me, and I want to be able to uh, share it with you, and I hope it's encouraging to you. But it's called The Abundant Life. A friend of the late American jur jurist, Oliver Wendell Holmes, asked him, why he had taken up the study of Greek at the age of 94. Holmes replied, Well, my good sir, it's now or never. When J.C. Penney was 95 years old, he affirmed, My eyesight may be getting weaker, but my vision is increasing. Growing old can be dangerous. The trail is treacherous, and the pitfalls are many. 
One is wise to be prepared. You know it's coming. It's not like God kept the process a secret. It's not like you are blazing a trail as you grow older. It's not as if no one has ever done it before. Look around you. You have ample opportunity to prepare and ample case studies to consider. If growing old catches you by surprise, don't blame God. He gave you plenty of warning. He also gave you plenty of advice. Those who try to hold on to their lives will give up true life. Those who give up their lives for me will hold on to true life. We can find that in Matthew 10.39. There are two ways to view life. Jesus is saying, those who protect it or those who pursue it. The wisest are not the ones with the most years in their lives, but the most life in their years. There is a rawness and a wonder to life. Pursue it. Hunt for it. Sell out to get it. Don't listen to the whines of those who have settled for a second-rate life and want you to do the same so they won't feel guilty. Your goal is not to live long. It's to live. Time slips, days pass, years fade, and life ends. And what we came to do must be done when there is time. We would think it's bizarre for a traveler not to be prepared for the end of the journey. We would pity the poor passenger who never read his itinerary. We'd be bewildered by someone who thought the purpose of the trip was the trip. Others, however, are anticipating the destination. I hope you are, and I hope you'll be ready when you get home. For you, age is no enemy. Age is a mile marker, a gentle reminder that home has never been so near. Again, that was by Max Lucado. And that was very encouraging because the thing that stuck out to me the most is that he said something so profound about years and that that's not really what it's about and I want to go back to it and he says that there are two ways to view life Jesus is saying those who protect it are those who pursue it said the wisest are not the ones with the most years in their lives, but the most live in their years. And one of my assignments here is to deal with people who are in recovery, people that have substance abuse issues, uh, people who have uh, issues with uh, alcohol, and 
what they're entering in is something that's called recovery. Once they have decided that they want to seek help and live their lives differently. So they would enter into, again, the realm of recovery. So my assignment in that realm is to encourage them to continue on the path that they were always destined to be on, to live their life with such passion, such courage, and transparency. And to just step into God's marvelous light and let it just wash over them and see themselves not as victims, but as victors. And a lot of people I'm seeing are coming much younger and younger. I'm approaching 60 very rapidly, and I see people coming in in their late teens and early 20s. And it's amazing to be able to have that assignment, to be able to encourage people that um, their life is right here. It's right now. And they have a great opportunity to live it out loud and definitely to be a part of the family, to receive salvation and know that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ died for them as well as he died for all humanity and that they have a great opportunity to have a seat at his table. So it's wonderful to be able to see the miracle signs and wonders that he is performing every day in the recovery community. It's a blessing to be able to see it. So uh, I've been at Desert Hope for uh, about say four months now. But in addition to that, I've been doing what I've been doing, working in recovery, teaching Bible study for be the last eight years uh, next month. So I am very exhilarated about you know, what I'm seeing and that God is doing a great work. So what, what are we really grasping here about the abundant life? Do we look for our lives to have purpose based on the number of years that we're given, or do we grasp the opportunity that it's the life that we live in the time that we are given? So that's something that we really have to ponder within ourselves and uh, look for always the opportunity to be so gracious and thankful to our Lord and Savior and Jesus Christ for allowing us to have really front row seats to his marvelous work and that today can be the best day of the rest of our lives if we're willing to step outside that that we believe is plaguing us, you know, brokenness, bitterness, uh, not willing to change and accepting 
the fact that uh, this is the way it is or this is the way he made me. You know, if we had a broken leg, would we not go to the doctor to get our broken leg addressed? If we had a car that was not running properly, would we not go to the mechanic to say, hey, look, you know, can you look at my car and tell me what it is that I, I need to do? Uh, if we weren't getting our mail or if somebody's mail was coming to our house, would we not go to the post office to try to straighten it out? Uh, we have no problem going to the doctor and, and, and seeing about what it is that ails us because we know that this is something that we need to do in order to, uh, to move on, to be able to, to function in the best possible way that we can. Uh, you know, mail is important, whether we are looking to receive it, looking to send it, especially if it's our mail and we're dealing with someone else's mail. You know, a vehicle is something that we use to uh, transport ourselves and transport others to get to and from places that we need to go to. Uh, it's uh, something that helps us be purposeful. Then why wouldn't we want to address our heart who would we go to see about our spiritual heart wouldn't it be the one that has the most wonderful heart of all our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ I don't know many who would die for you but I know he died for us all and he did not ask us for our resume he did not ask us to come before him and give an account for what we did or what we believe we did or didn't do or don't want to talk about? No. Whose heart was more pure than his? Whose love was more divine than his? Whose heart is more peaceful than his? He's called the Prince of Peace. Who else do you know that's called the Prince of Peace? A heart so sacrificial that he says, I do whatever my father tells me to do. So sacrificial that he died on the cross to fulfill the prophecy and to ensure that we have salvation so that we can spend eternity with he and the father. That we can enjoy Heaven, a new Jerusalem, and we can stand in God's presence. Our hearts are the thing that keep us separated. And if you can have Three things that would change the world. What would they be? Where would we be without love? Where would we be without forgiveness? We choose to love. We choose to forgive.
and to live. You can choose to live in the time that you've been given. Your best life possible. The abundant life. But if all you want to do is keep score, and if all you want to do is keep shutting doors, and if all you want to do is be in control, then how is there any room for anyone else? Or for anything else? That's the beauty and the majesty of the kingdom of God. It has room at the table. In life, at our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, heart full of love, obedience, devotion, compassion, righteousness, and truth. is a place. Not only can we inspire to be, we can live there. And we can start living there in a season called now. The abundant life. So uh, I told you that I was without my normal Bible, but I am gracious and grateful to have the King James Version with me. And we are going to look at the book of Colossians. And we're going to go to chapter 3. So if uh, you can join me there, open up your Bibles, and we're going to go to Colossians chapter 3. And we are going to start with verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Verse 2. Set your affection on things above not on things on the earth. 3. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. 4. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Verse 5. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil, comeuppance, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Six, for which things sake the wrath of God come 
on the children of disobedience. 7. In the which ye also walketh some time, when ye live in them. <clears throat> 8. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. 9. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. 10. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Wow. It's a choice, men and women of God, in reference to the abundant life. And we see here in Colossians chapter 3 that it talks about that if we had been risen with Christ, then we should seek those things which are above and where Christ sits on the right hand of God. So, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, never displayed bitterness. Yet, he was subject to everything that we have been subject to. There were trials. There were tribulations. There was pain. There was disappointment. There was betrayal. There was rejection. And when he was born, there was no room at the inn. So, he was in a place where the animals were housed. And I don't know how many of us who are listening to this broadcast have a similar testimony where we were born in something that could constitute a barn or a place where animals are boarded. I would think most of us were born probably in a hospital or if there was a midwife where you were born at home, you soon visited the hospital so that you were checked out and you uh, had some shelter or a home to be able to go home to. Now I was privy to hear a wonderful sermon and it had to do with life and living and the pastor who spoke the sermon said that the cemetery 
was the equalizer of great and small men and women too, sick and healthy, young and old. Those who had a lot and those who had nothing at all. And in every tombstone, marker, inscription, there's usually a couple of things that you will be able to determine what a person was male or female, and some divine assignment that God had bestowed upon them, such as mother, father, grandparent, sister, brother, uncle, aunt, niece, nephew, There was some family relationship that was usually denoted. And then there would be something that may lead to the type of person they were. Beloved, dear, wife. Husband, some endearment that would be said about them. And usually there's an indication of a sunrise and a sunset. The date and the year that they entered into life as we know it and the date and the year that they exited life as we know it. And some people say sunrise and sunset. But there's something that's uniform that conveys A period of time. That's uniform in its measure. When we are looking at. The marker. The tombstone. The inscription. And it's the dash. The D-A-S-H. The dash. It's usually the same size on every tombstone, marker, grave, inscription. It's the dash. The dash represents your life. You have a sunrise, which is a rising of the life. And then you have a sunset, which is the going down of the life. But the dash... 
even though it's uniform in its shape and its size. That is up to us. How we live our lives in the time that we were allotted. Some will have more times than others. But it's your thirst. It's your passion. Your hunger. Your boldness. Your courage. To live. To reach for that. Outside of what someone may consider impossible. Challenges. Trials. Tribulations. Pain. Injustice. Rejection. Sickness of the mind, of the body, brokenness of the heart, meager, finances, dangers lurking in broad daylight. Molestations, rapists, robbers, thieves, murderers, abuses, spiritual in nature, wickedness. Things that are unspeakable. Yet, those who choose the abundant life will not acquiesce. They will persevere. They will be encouraged that they found joy. In what some people would describe as hellish existence. Because they tapped in to the supernatural. Even though they were living in the natural. And their spirit thrived and grew. And rose above that that came against them. That that tried to silence them. That that. Attack them. Even in the womb. See, when you are vulnerable and young and in need and you still 
had things perpetrated against you. But you endured. And you took on a heart of gladness and thanksgiving because you realized that you are not equipped to fight that or fight back that that was being perpetrated upon you. But you chose a heart of gratitude. You chose to forgive even though you haven't forgotten because you realized that you didn't want to spend your energy your life and let it consume your faith your hope your dreams your ability to love and connect and to travel and to reach for that that was always there available to you your destiny when we look at the apostles they basically signed up for death to walk with Christ back then and even for some of us now means that you were marked for death to constantly be persecuted to have one's family in danger those that you loved and cared for that it could have been your very last meal with them They were passionate about their purpose. That they were willing and did die so that the message of eternal life could be carried. They realized death did not have a sting. It was Not the end. It was the beginning. And when we look at that that has befouled us, what has happened to us, many of us can say there was pain, but I'm not dead. There was betrayal. But I still trust. There was brokenness. But I went to the great physician, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he touched me. And he healed me. And he delivered me. And I'm better than brand new. Because... I can see him anytime. And I don't need an appointment. I can fellowship with him anytime. And I don't have to wait for a seat. 
I can trust him with those things that I cannot even speak. And he hears me. I can speak in the language a prayer that is the language that is given to us and instructed to us by God Almighty himself to communicate with him. And I can do it constantly in any place that I am, in any state that I might find myself. And it will be conveyed to that that is above me and the highest thing that there is, the kingdom of God. It will go forth and it will be heard. The apostles realized that. How there was only power in prayer and no prayer, no power. It transcends everything. There's nothing in this world that can stop it. Jesus, while walking this earth, did many great miracle signs and wonders. But you have to ask yourself, when studying the scriptures, every time he would do something, he would leave the apostles and go on by himself, and he would pray to the Father. He and and the Father would have fellowship alone. Here's Jesus. God wrapped in flesh. The hypostatic union of God and man together. And he goes off to be alone with the Father in prayer. We have heard about Jesus being in the boat with the disciples and the storm comes upon them and Jesus is just sleeping, relaxing. And the disciples are very worried. How could he sleep? How could he not know what is before us? Surely we're going to die. And they wake him up. And I do you care? Just tells the storms peace. And they marvel at what kind of man could speak to the storm. That's not a storm that you're in that he can't speak to. When you were created, 
Your life was not a secret to them. It's not a secret to God Almighty. Nor to the Son of Man. Nor to the Holy Spirit. Everything that you are enduring, have endured, will ever endure. It's not a secret. You have no idea how strong you really are. And that not only can you endure, you will endure. But it's not about how many years you have. It's about what you do with the time you have. So if there's 24 hours in a day, and so much is going to be devoted to resting, so much is going to be devoted to you being wide awake. Your attitude is going to determine your altitude throughout the whole day. Things are going to happen that you're aware of and things are going to happen that you had no idea was going to happen. You can't stop circumstances. You have to choose how you're going to respond to them. Jesus never told the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the high priest, the priest. To stop doing what they were doing. He challenged them on the truth. So all he challenged them with was the truth. How can you say you know something and you operate totally in opposition of what you claim you know? We know death is coming. There's not anyone who's listening to me right now does not understand the concept of death. We will leave this earth. And we will decide how we live while we're here and where we're going to go once we leave here. That's a decision that we all will have. No one controls time. We have to make the best use of time. While we're here. The word of God is available to all. It is the most translated book. 
You can find it in the language that you speak and understand. It's readily available. You can find the Word of God any and everywhere. Its availability is not the problem. It's still the same dilemma as it was in Jesus' day, as it was in the garden, as it is now. It comes down to choice. The abundant life is about choice. It's not about people, places, and things. It's not about finances. It's not about politics. It's not about zip code, area code, ethnicity. It's not about geography. The abundant life is about choice. And when you hear the truth about who our Lord and Savior was and what he represented, it will come down to who you are and what you represent and what you allow to fill your heart. There's only so much time. There's only so much space. In your mind and in your heart. You have to decide. What you're going to keep in it. And what you want to be reproduced. What you want to pass down. To your children and your grandchildren, what you want to give. It's a choice. Do you want to be a bearer of pain and brokenness and bitterness? Or do you want to be a victor and share a testimony of endurance, of faith, a passion, of a God who loves you, who created you, who gave you such battles that he knew that you were quite capable of winning. When Joshua went over into the promised land, It was already his. He still had to subdue it. It was a promise that was made to Abraham. That they will get to the land of milk and honey. That his ancestors will be able to have it and subdue it. 
but there's still battles, even though the victory is already yours. Because you have to proclaim and decree and know in your heart of hearts and in your mind who God is and that what he says is true. You will be the living embodiment of that in the abundant life if you so choose. God is not hiding himself. <clears throat> nor is he hiding how to have the abundant life. It's something that we must choose. As we read in Colossians 3, 1, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Two, set your affection on things above, not on things on this earth. The abundant life is about seeking and seeing the one who created all life. Don't get caught up in the creation. Use your time wisely. And join it with the Creator. We love you. Save the loss at all costs. And God bless. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas his very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All Donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.